Hello, hello, good morning. Good morning. Well, it's morning for me wherever I am. I am in British Columbia, so it's 9 a.m. for me. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this update. Kind of a last minute stream that I put together for you. Had some stuff to get off my chest. I got a report from behind the Great Canadian Wall, the wall of censorship. Oh my God, we're, 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 I don't even know where to begin today, guys. I got so much I want to go through with you. Hope you're well. Oh, where are we at? Let me just double check that we're on all the proper places. We should be good. I see that we're live on Rockfin. Hello, everybody on Rockfin. Catching you all by surprise today. What is it today? Today is Tuesday, June 22nd, 2021. Let me just jump in the chat. Hello. Yes, yes. Hello, Foxhole. How are you lovely people doing? Thank you, Nikki Blue Eyes. Leanna Wilbert is here. A few people jumping in. We'll just give it a sec before I dive into the materials today. We have materials and documents and things to share with you. Oh, my God. Canada's totally screwed. Or are we? Or are we? I will remain optimistic for as long as possible. <laughs> uh, okay, we should be also live on um, Twitch and also on DLive. Hopefully, hopefully we are. Shout out to you guys if we are. If not, sorry, you got to jump on the foxhole and you wouldn't be able to hear me say that anyways. Okay, uh, let me just monitor the chat here. The chat tells all, we are live on DLive. Hello, Tron Anon. What a sick name, Tron Anon. Love it. The Queen of Escobar, British Columbia. Cool Breeze 77, what's up? Okay. Love Warns is here. All right, guys. So, where to begin? Where to begin? I'm just going to pull up my Twitter. Pull up my Twitter. Sorry, guys, I'm a little punchy today because humor helps ease my pain. Laughter kills tragedy, right? If you feel like you have to cry, laugh. <laughs> or something like that. Um, oh, they've switched everything on Restream. We're now working on the left side panel now, not the right side panel. So I got to just reorientate myself. Okay, so let's uh, let's share this one. I don't think there's any audio in this, so I don't have to enable the audio. So here's my Twitter. If you're not following me there, if you are not yet banned, you can follow me at DW Truth Warrior. I keep this channel for war. The war, the info war. I also like to, uh, there's actually some good uh, official channels that I follow. Some great journalists out there. I also do follow a lot of mainstream channels just to see what all the craziness is, is about. Um, we'll get to that in a bit get to that in a bit. Where do I want to start here? I got so much. Um, let me just do this real quick. Okay. So in Canada at 1.30 a.m. in the morning, Bill C-10 passes 196 votes to 112 down votes. And for those that don't know what Bill C-10 is, we're all still trying to figure it out. <laughs> I don't have all the answers. 
Um, I think Ezra Levant and all those guys and some other media are covering it. Uh, of course, the mainstream media is, they love it. Um, but Bill C-10 is, is essentially government regulation of the internet in Canada. It, it really sounds a lot. It, it sounds a lot. And a lot of people have felt like it, it really smacks of what was done in China with the fact that China has its internet sort of firewall. It's not that extreme, obviously, but it's, you can see the creep, the totalitarian creepy crawly, uh, where it's bit by bit. And so I just did a little recap. Can you guys even see this? Yeah. Okay. So I'm just like, just to recap. So Canada, this is where we're at. And there's so many more I could have plugged in, but of course there's a character limit on Twitter. And so I'll cover what I can here, but just to recap our situation in China right now, firearms are gone. You can have certain ones only, but you know, 80% of them have been that we used to be allowed to have by our loving Lords and masters, uh, have been taken off the schedule because of course, law abiding citizens that don't go out and cause violence and shooting sprees and all this kind of stuff are punished. Uh, because criminals go and get firearms in the black markets illegally, and then they go and shoot and kill people. And so it's our fault. And so everybody gets punished because that's what communists and fascists do. And um, so, yeah, firearms are gone. Free speech is gone. So there's been many bills that have passed. And this is what we were saying. We were saying this back in 2014 or whatever. When they started passing language laws telling you how you have to you have to follow these new pronouns and all this stuff. And you know, you have to there's certain but it, and that's a see, these are separate discussions that have to be had amongst free individuals where they agree that if somebody said to me, This is how you're gonna call me, I'd be like, Okay, like we can negotiate on that. But the government getting involved in regulating and prescribing speech. And then limiting speech by censoring people that don't agree with the party line, where we heard this shit before, who don't just memorize, repeat, and regurgitate what the mainstream media in Canada says, i.e. the CBC, which is taxpayer-funded largely with a bunch of hidden investors as well, which means we're paying for it, and it's just propaganda. Um, and we need to defund the CBC because it needs to compete like a big boy in the market. And if it's valid and if it's actually doing good reporting, the market will respond positively and you guys will do very well. But the fact that you have to lean on the government to sponsor you and then you censor, uh, comment threads and you, you put out a bunch of nonsense daily, fear, hype, totally trying to change the culture. We totally see the agenda. It's blatantly obvious. It's a travesty. It's been a travesty for a long time. So if you're in Canada and you're watching the CBC and you're like, oh, well, I just got informed. <laughs> Think again. Um, and now it's going to get worse because now the censorship that they've been practicing on you on the interwebs, on all the social media sites, uh, they're going to start doing this in a much bigger way. And then they're going to add the next layer and then the next layer and then the next layer. That's how this goes. So I'm, I don't want to hear all these people that are like, well, Davey, you're exaggerating. Bill C-10 is not about regulating and controlling speech. It's something we have to do to protect the feelings of all the snowflakes in this country that can't deal with their own feelings. So we have to do it. And we can't have people putting out misinformation now. And I'm like, well, well who gets to decide what misinformation is and what it isn't? The government? Yes, Dave, the government. 
That's why we pay them taxes, to protect us and keep us safe from all the dangers in the world. Ah, I don't know how to talk to them. I don't talk to these people. I just, they, there's no talking sense into people that love tyranny and love to be restricted because, it's, see, it's working well for them because they're like, well, all the mean people need to be silenced. And all the people that love their country and declare themselves to be patriots, they're scary. They're too scary. They're unpredictable. They're uncontrollable. They, they believe in free markets. They're going to go out and steal all the wealth and the money. Like, that's how they think. They've been brainwashed. We're the best people around. We're the cool table in the cafeteria. Come sit. You're welcome to join us. And we'd be happy to help educate you about the merits of living in a free society that is not every little thing that you do is licensed by the government and can be taken away. This shit isn't freedom. But we know people want freedom from freedom. We understand that. We've, psycholo we've psychologically analyzed it for four years over on the Unslave Project. Go check it out, unslave.com. But anyways, I got to get through the list. Okay, so firearms are gone. Free speech is gone. It was gone already, but now B Bill C-10 is just like phew, ramming in even harder. Freedom of movement is gone. And they're like, Dave, Dave, they're going to let you back uh, traveling in a couple weeks now. Just a couple more weeks. We just got to wait till we get, you know, we got to get by about maybe 50, 60% of the second shot out there. And then you can, then you can go travel all you want. We can just turn the Charter of Rights and the Bill of Rights and the Constitution, we can just turn it on and off based on the transmissibility of this nothing burger virus flu that was determined by a flawed Dresden PCR test. This is ridiculous. You can't, we have the freedom of movement. Go read the Charter of Rights. Go just, but people don't give a shit about that anymore. Not in this country. People love it. Not everybody. There's a good contingent of patriots. So if you're a Canadian patriot, I love you. You and I, shield by shield. I don't know what we're going to do, but <laughs> we're in this together. We're going to have to get some ham radios going. Cool Breeze saying, I don't know. The cool table when I was in school was the rich, popular, preppy, lib kids. <laughs> okay, that's not the cool table then, Cool Breeze. You know that. The cool table was rebel. We're all the rebels. The untyrannized, check this out, untyrannized. We're untyrannized. There are the tyrannized who love being tyrannized and there are the untyrannized. Are you on the untyrannized group? Are you sitting at the untyrannized table? That's the cool table. Welcome, welcome. You're in the right place. If I've already offended you, yes, that's this is not the place to be. And here's a great example. If for some reason you're tuning into my channel and I say something that you don't like and you suddenly just hate me and you think I'm an evil person, for whatever reason, because I have a different way of looking at the world and I have different opinions on political matters. Um, you have this amazing ability where you can just not watch my channel. You don't have to censor my channel. You don't have to regulate my channel. You just don't watch it and go watch something else that feeds your opinions and does what you like. Okay. Don't mess with my table. Go find another table. There's other cool tables. Make your table cool and we won't bother you. Don't bother us. That's all we want. We want to be left alone. Don't tread on me, government. Big mistake. Um, so freedom of movement is gone. Check. Uh, freedom of assembly. Can we assemble? 
can we assemble and get together and share ideas and, and um, have conversations and hug each other and high five each other and laugh and cry and fight each other when we want and, and then make up again when we want. And can we have freedom of assembly? Can we get together? Well, we're allowed in where I am in BC. I think we're allowed. It changes all the time. So I have no way, I have no way of knowing. Um, but we just had a massive get together. Well, massive was like what? 30 people outdoors, fire pit going. It was out of buddy's place. And, um, I, I think that was legal. I think so. Nobody reported us. It's really sketchy. We don't know for sure. They tell us that we can do it outside, but then it changes. And then we didn't know. And then we get fined. So, but we didn't get fined, met some really cool people, got together. And what a feeling that was. The kids were all running around and bare feet in the dirt playing through the dark. We had glow in the dark Frisbees, you know, those things that like light up. And it was pretty cool. Cause like you throw the Frisbee and it, it changes color. And then when you catch it, it changes color. You feel like it, it's like Tron. Where, where's Tron? Tron and on. You would have loved it. Disc Wars. It was awesome. We did Disc Wars. We were singing. We had a band. There was a live band there playing. There was this one group of people that got so trashed. It was embarrassing. But hey, they are free to get trashed if they want. Nobody hurt anybody. There wasn't any fights. They left when they were told to leave. It was all good. Everybody else was just sitting around roasting marshmallows and sausages and, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. Having some really deep conversations, met a really cool guy who's, uh, who's from France. I'm going to talk to him more. Uh, he, well, he's been in Canada for like 20 years, I think, but he still has his French accent from France, France, French. It's actually a beautiful accent. And, um, he and I went down the rabbit hole. I was just sitting there and I'm like, Dave, I do this at all these public. Well, this is the first public gather. Anytime I'm out, I'm always like, okay, Dave, just, just, just sit back and just shut, shut your mouth, shut your mouth. You don't have to say anything. We're good. And, uh, we'll just keep it chill. Right. And then people just come around and they start talking about, and I'm like, oh, we're going there. All right, let's do it. <laughs> uh, so freedom of assembly is turning on and off like a faucet. Although in Ontario and other places, it's, I think they still have like quarantines and shit. And it's really bad. Um, and the government should have never been able to have that power anyways. So yeah, medical freedom of choice is gone. That's a big one. What's that, Dave? Medical freedom of choice? What? What is this far-right Nazi bullshit you're talking about? <clears throat> Having the freedom to choose what medical procedures you want and which ones you don't? What? You see, th speaking of Nazis, they were the ones that inspired the Nuremberg Code, which forbid any government from forcing their citizens to be engaged in medical experiments without proper consent, informed consent. Meaning the government can't just force you to become part of a medical experiment. And we're gonna, I'm going to get some top doctors to tell you from their lips to your ears, not me, from them to you. I'm going to pull up my TikTok. I got a tickety-tock count now. I'm going to get them to tell you that this is a medical experiment and you are involved in a medical experiment and you haven't been given informed consent. 
So in Canada, medical freedom of choice is gone because I'll, I have an article somewhere. Prince Edward Island, one of the most beautiful places in Canada, settled by the Scots. Um, you can't go there unless you have a vaccine passport. And others are trying to get this rolling through too. Now it did say in the article, okay, because they keep playing this game with us to make us think it's happening. And then it's like, well, it, it's, what did they say? They use a word. It's like it's recommended or something. It didn't sound official. It didn't sound, because no, this is all bullshit. They can't force any of this, but they are 100% relying on the fact that the general brainwashed public who wants freedom from freedom and is loving being tyrannized and they're sitting at the tyrannized table, they are the enforcers. So the government doesn't have to mandate it because they've got enforcement because all the laws, they're not laws. They're all uh, public health measures and bylaws and recommendations and all these things, right? Because they all violate our chart. They violate the Bill of Rights, the Canadian Bill of Rights. And they violate human decency and common sense. They're unscientific. This is communism and fascism blended together in a chemical wedding it's it's just an updated form of it. Come on. Wake up. I may have a few passionate moments here, guys. I'm trying to keep it light, but God, I'm, I'm embarrassed of my country. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Can you tell them I'm embarrassed? But I love my country at the same time. I, I got to explain this comment. I was on Methods uh, chat. Shout out to Methods. Great job this morning, brother. I really enjoy that just cool, chill music and you just kind of chatting. I love it. I think I'm going to tune into the coffee hour. I like that. It's kind of nice. That's why I'm in a good mood. You methods are why I'm in a good mood today. I could have come on here and been all Alex Jones or whatever, but no, thank you. And then I jumped on TikTok show. Shout out to TikTok. Um, he was covering some crazy shit. I'm going to try to see if I can pull that website up. He was talking about, it looks like something big is about to drop. Uh, but anyways, I said something on methods. I was like, I love my country, but I also hate my country. <laughs> it's like a Zen cone. It doesn't make any sense, but it's the truth. I love my country because I love Canada. I love the, I love the earth here. I love the nature here. I love the, there's a lot of amazing people here. I love what Canada used to be. It's always been pretty socialist, but I, it's, I've, I loved, it's like in Gladiator. There was an idea that was wrong. You could only whisper it. It was just an idea. Um, Canada is no longer just an idea. It is a, it is a district of the crown. And uh, it's always been, but I just, I, what do I say? I, I was born and raised here. Both my grandfathers fought in the wars. My family's here. My friends are here. My life has been here. Um, it's a very clean, there's a lot of very, like, it's very clean here in a lot of places. Um, like, see, the campgrounds and stuff are really nice. I, these are all just aesthetic things. I mean, but I, I love, uh, I love the country, but I hate where it's at. I hate the people in charge. I hate the, and hate, like, I hate it 
I'm not allowed to use the word hate, but I think there's, there's a place. I hate tyranny and I hate evil and I hate liars and I hate criminals and I hate corruption and I hate people that don't allow other people to have their freedom. I'm just going to say it. There's my hate. It's not against, they want to make it sound like, oh, these people that guys, the guys that want freedom, they're all, they hate black people. They hate Chinese people. The, next week, they hate women. They hate LGBT people. They hate this. They're trying to pull all the idiots into those arguments. When all we hate are liars, criminals, and tyrants. That's it. That's it. I don't care what background. That doesn't matter to me. I judge you on the content of your character and on your deeds. I don't judge you because of all that other shit that you're trying to put up as a smokescreen to attract the crowd to your cause. These people are, they're assassins of dreams, <laughs> killers of dreams, killers of freedom, killers of the good. Where are we at in the list? I'll get through this list. Um, freedom of religion is gone. Freedom of religion is gone. I spoke to, I hope you guys go watch the interview I did with Drago, uh, where we talked about, he was the badass uh, Navy SEAL that fled Poland and was forced to live in a communist prison. And he showed, that, that was a heavy show, but it was a warning. And I've got friends that have come here from Romania, from Venezuela, from, from other places. Um, the good thing about all the mass immigration going on is they're also bringing in people that also hate tyranny. It's not just what we think it is. And so they are here and they're like, okay, we came here for freedom and you guys are doing the exact same thing that happened in my country. So now they're joining the, they're joining the fight of Canadian patriots to try to save this country. That means that the people who are the old stock Canadians, somehow we dropped the ball. And now we're recruiting from other countries to help us fight to save this country. How fucked up is that? Sorry, guys. I'll watch the F-bombs. My apologies. Just, uh, it's a bit touchy, touchy issue. Um, so yeah, freedom of religion is gone. They're burning churches down in this country. Two churches just got burnt to the ground. I'll find the article or the post or whatever to cover it. And then, of course, they've been locking churches down and arresting pastors who are down the street from Walmart. And they're throwing these pastors in prison in solitary confinement. They're arresting them in front of their family for practicing their religion and preaching in front of their flock. This isn't about... And the problem in the, in these, these, the minds of these tyrannized people is they're like, well, I didn't really like churches anyways. I, I, I'm not a Christian, so I, I, I don't care about that guy. That's how these buffoons think. It doesn't matter what you're really... What happens when they come after your cult? Soon they're going to wrap all you guys up too. They're going to come after your woke cult. And then you'll, then you'll be like, you know what? We need freedom of religion in Canada. You got to fight when it starts for somebody else. You're free to have a relationship with the divine force that permeates the universe in whichever way you wish, just so long as you're not harming somebody else. If your religion entails killing, burning, maiming, 
looting, raping, then what the hell kind of religion is that anyways? That doesn't seem to be the expression of God to me, but that's not, see, freedom of religion is the freedom to practice your religion peacefully and not cause a bunch of shit in your, in your country. These pastors and these people that go to church are the nicest people you're going to meet. They have potluck dinners. They don't hurt anybody. They have big families. That's what they hate too, these communists. They want to get rid of the family because they want these kids raised by the state. It's one of the planks of communism. But anyways, they don't like, and also getting rid of religion is one of the planks of communism. And again, that's why I was referencing Drago because he brought that up hard. He's like, the first thing they did was get rid of all the churches and the pastors and they, they all the religions, didn't matter, just got rid of it. Because the, the religion they want you to have is statism. Statism, meaning government is God. The celebrities are your gods. That's what they want. They don't want you to have an independent faith or belief in God, in your own way, and to gather with other people in your community that are like-minded to share that energy and that belief. They don't want that. So they're locking down churches, arresting pastors, but of course the church of the 11 major corporations that run and own all the shelf space of everything you buy, uh, that religion's intact. You can go to Costco, no problem. You can go to these other places, but small business, that's, that's gone. And religion, practice freedom religion is gone because they want wokeness and globalism to become your new religion. That is the new religion. Small business hanging on by a thread. Uh, most people I know that run a small business, unless they're a tradesperson, tradespeople, they're doing great. Uh, in a lot of ways, from what I hear, I'm just telling you my experience. Okay. There's probably many people that are like my trade got destroyed. Many trades have been, been smashed, but the trades that are still up and running, even though the lumber prices are off the fricking planet, um, people are still paying. People are still paying four or five times. We've got, uh, uh, investors coming in from other countries, Iran, China, etc., that are buying up land in this country. They're buying up land. They're buying houses. They're coming here and offering people like 200% on asking price to just buy up the house, get it off the market. And then it just sits there. It's happening all over the place. This is conquest. This is a conquest by, this is the largest transfer of wealth and land and resources in human history. That's what we're seeing. Small businesses hanging by a thread. And to all small business owners out there, we have to band together and we have to keep our businesses going and we might have to morph and change and adapt to this environment right now, but don't give up. Everybody I talk to prefers going to the mom and pop cafe and the mom and pop uh, store, corner store. If you can have competitive prices, even if you have more expensive items, but they're better quality or they're local or people just go there because they're like, I know Jerry, I know I know that I know Wendy over there. They own that place. They own that flower shop. I'll go support them. I like them. I was at their, you know, there's a, there's a community element to it. They want that gone so that everything can become the McDonald's of the world. They want McDonald's for everything. Home Depot for everything. Disconnected from your community. They want you part of the global village guys. 
They must get rid of small business. It's on the docket. It's in the agenda. Go read Klaus Schwab's bullshit book. Go read the sustainable development agenda by the United Nations. I didn't make it up. And by the way, while I'm bringing up that, what a sad loss to lose the lovely Rosa Corey. May she rest in peace. What a warrior she was. It's sad to hear of, that we lost her. I, I don't know the, the details, but I got the news. It was sad to hear. My heart goes out to her friends and family. Her work will live on. And we're going to win this for Rosa Corey. She was the one that wrote the book that you have to read. And you should get your child to read it. Behind the green mask. All this shit that they're doing, this uh, critical race theory and social justice theory and green save the planet theory. It's not about saving the planet. It's about controlling the planet. Just because it sounds good doesn't mean it's about what they're telling you it's about. It's this weird thing that people who lie do is they, they try to make the, obviously they want to, they want to lie to you in a way where you'll believe it. Like they're not just going to be obvious about it. Think about it. They're, if they're lying to you, they're not going to be like, Hey guys, uh, we got this new plan, uh, that we want to take over the world and we want to control every single blade of grass and ladybug on the fucking planet. Okay. And we want to control you as well. Everywhere you go is going to be monitored and surveilled. Um, we're going to have a DNA profile of every living human being on the planet in our databases um, so that we can use in our freaky scientific experiments. And um, we're going to track and trace you and we're going to inject everybody with uh, hydrogel. And um, we're going to have like, we also have too many people on the planet. So we got to depopulate. Um and we're going to own all the banking, centralize the banking industry, centralize the government. You'll be completely separated from your government who's making laws and controls over your life. There's not going to be any country identities anymore. There's not going to be any constitutions that protect you. There's not going to be any private property because you'll own nothing and be happy, right? You're going to rent from us because we're going to own everything. If they came out and act, well, they actually did come out and say that. But if they came out and, and that was the message every day, right? And it was just blatant. Nobody would want it. Nobody would want to be like, oh, come on. They're full of shit. See, we spotted it because we've understood this dynamic where when liars lie, they lie in a way that always sounds good to people who don't know that they're lying to them. Right? It's just so in order to catch a liar and determine whether or not they have your best interest in mind or not, You've got to put your critical mind on and you've got to learn how to spot what a liar is and you've got to understand how that dynamic works. And you have to look at the track record of the people telling you this. The track record of the people trying to tell you about greening the planet and save the planet and we're saving the trees and, the and they're going to, whatever they're going to do, are they going to bring back the dinosaurs or something? Like, <laughs> they, they are involved financially with corporations and industries that are the biggest polluters of the planet. And none of their solutions are actually the solutions. The solution, the real solutions, you don't hear about them. I love the environment. I love the planet. I want to, I want to help. I go to the beach. I see a freaking beer bottle there or some McDonald's fries or whatever the frick these people leave around. I clean it up. Because I love that beach and I want to keep it intact the way it was meant to be. I don't want to have all this trash around. I don't want to have, nobody wants to harm the environment. 
They've created such a bullshit argument about that. But what they're trying to do is get you to go, well, our solution is the only solution. Guys, I'm going off on a tangent here. You know what I'm saying. They don't want small businesses, country identities. They don't want that because this is about globalism, right? Justin Trudeau said it. Canada is going to be the world's first post-national state. And when asked about what his favorite country was, he said it was China. So what else do you need to know? Plus his dad was Castro. Come on. We all know it. Uh, debt is astronomical. Astronomical. That's another hallmark of socialism, by the way. It can't sustain itself because it's bullshit. So it goes into debt. And that's another form of slavery. They got you by the balls, right? George, George Carlin said, yeah, they got you all by the balls. You're all in debt. To who? To yourselves? No, <laughs> no, no. You're in debt to big central banks that are run by the Templars. Um, so Canada equals communism. That's pretty much my assessment on that. Okay. I'll breeze through these other ones. Got some other ones I want to go through here. Here, you know what? I'm going to get the audio going because this one was really funny. Let me just, uh, I got to redo this share so I can add share audio. It's just the way restream rolls. Um, okay. Let's try this again. Okay. Bring it back. Hope you guys can hear this. This was kind of a funny little uh, That's video. Not real. Oh, hold on, hold on. We'll rewind. So this is posted by Can Attitude. You got to follow Can Attitude. He's awesome, or she. I'm not sure who it is, but uh, there is this little video of one of these liberal. <laughs> you can always tell by the sound of their voice. I don't know what it is. Um, this liberal, whatever. He's in there bitching in the session. And someone edited it because these people are totally projecting everything they're doing onto the onto us normal average people that just want our freedom and want to be left alone. And they're also trying to project onto uh, the opposition parties or whatever. And so this is just a it's, it's pretty brilliant. It's really quite sad. It's embarrassing, embarrassing, distasteful, dysfunctional, oozing with hypocrisy, hypocrisy, irony. Not once, twice, but many occasions, day in and day out for about approximately 30 years. I'm very much aware of the tactics. Continue to focus on character assassination. Make something out of something that's not real. Take shots, personal shots. This is unacceptable behavior that we are witnessing. We were able to push through C10 to use uh, time allocation, not because we want to, but because we have to. One would expect to see a higher sense of cooperation, using privileges and points of orders as a way in which to filibuster. What hypocrisy, Madam Speaker. Unholy alliance of opposition parties building back better. It's really quite sad. <laughs> well done, whoever edited that. Well done. Okay. So I'm just going to go through this thread. Okay. This is from common sense, Calgary. Um, go check them out. Common sense, YYC. That's the airport code for Calgary. And, uh, they have a nice little thread here going through, uh, what's going on in Calgary, the city. Okay. So this is just, you're probably going to see this kind of shit going down in wherever you are. It doesn't matter. Cause this is, this is a global, uh, agenda that is centrally organized. You need to understand that. And it's pretty easy to see when you start seeing the same things rolling out simultaneously in different countries, states, 
you know, cities, etc. So uh, let me just run through this to give you a little snapshot of what's going down in Calgary. I was born in Calgary, by the way, and that's where my mom's side of the family is. So shout out to my fellow Calgarians. Um, so here we go. Council has returned to debating the city's mandatory bylaw of our mandatory mask bylaw. You can recap the morning debate here, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, and then here's the rest of the thread. Sorry. So today's city council meeting is underway at city hall. And first up on the agenda, council are debating whether to repeal their mask mandate when the province removes their mandate at the end of June, because they're scheduled to remove the mandate. But of course, we, <laughs> they just, it's musical chairs. They just keep switching around. Uh, the city administration and staff are recommending Calgary keeps its mandate until at least August. They say that the provincial move is too hasty and the city should take a slower and more cautious approach. These people love their masks. They love them. It's part of their new religion. It's become a, an object that can be psychologically projected onto for security, the illusion of security. Uh, so anyways, city staff also say that while Dr. Hinshaw advises it is safe to remove the mask mandate, other independent medical groups disagree. So, so here we go. So if other independent medical groups disagree with what the actual, uh, I think that's Dr. Hinshaw, isn't that Alberta's health minister, whatever? If other medical groups disagree with the chief medical advisor and they're going to go based on that, why weren't we allowed to listen to the doctors, the frontline doctors, the other medical groups that disagreed with doing any of this shit? Why is it only always in support of this one agenda? Well, the answer is because this isn't about the virus. It never was. Um, so Mayor Nenshi, this guy, Nenshi, go look up a picture of this guy. He looks like Jabba the Hutt, okay? This guy's a... F <sighs> Calm down, Dave. We got this. All right. So Mayor Nenshi has now invited Dr. Raj Bajawaj, whatever, to speak to council about why the city should keep their mask mandate. <laughs> Did they bring an opposition? Did they bring a debate, you know, to make sure we're following the science? Nope. Mayor Nenshi clarifies that Dr. Barjwarj is one of the folks who's not deeply into this and is not an epidemiologist. Well, are you anything, Nenshi? No, you are not. Uh, to be clear, Calgary Council are now directly ignoring the expert medical advice and are inviting doctors who they freely admit are not experts in this area to speak with them. <laughs> wow. Dr. Barjwaj says, we, don't, we won't know whether vaccinations are working until mid to late August. Well, <laughs> wait, yeah, because I thought the trial ends in 2023. So we're not really going to know the full fallout because you didn't do any long-term safety studies and 15-year-old uh, kids are dying of heart attacks. So I think we know something's up. And um, so <laughs> these people, I don't know what, what they're reading, but uh, we know they're not working because there's also whole hospitals full of people who've been vaxxed. They're actually contracting COVID and dying which I don't think it's just that they're contracting COVID, I think has a lot to do with the spike protein and it's triggering all the autoimmune responses in the body. But hey, I'm not an expert. Go listen to the experts that I'll be bringing on in a little bit. Um, so no, medical experts who are epidemiologists vehemently disagree with this. They agree that vaccines are already working. Well, of course they agree. They are part of that cult. Uh, Dr. Barjwar says, Calgary should keep masks mandatory until at least the start of the school year. Why? Uh, he also says the city also needs to consider under what conditions it would restore the mask mandate, even after it's been removed. Hmm. They're never going to let us out of this folks. 
They might give us temporary temporary reprieve. Like when you're in prison, they're like, okay, fine. Go out in the yard for an hour. Get out of here. Go outside. And then back in the cell. Back in the cell. 16 months of this. And you're still thinking they're going to let you go, even though you go and take their experimental Frankenstein shots. Get the head examined. Get the head examined. Dr. Bajwar says the Delta variant, the Delta variant is really like a new pandemic. Is it? Is it really like a new pandemic? How are we determining uh, the effects of the Delta variant? And what's the science behind that? Are we still using that Dresden PCR test? We're still using that shit? We had double mutant variants, triple mutant variants, Delta variants, all the variants. Your immune system evolved over hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years and got us to this point and has faced every, you've earned your right to live on this planet. Trust me. It's all encoded in your DNA or whatever. So uh, the fact that we're afraid of this to this level, this means that they can just say this is a, and, and then vaccine reactions. Oh, it's another variant. That's probably what the Delta variant is, by the way. Why, why, why can't we think like that? Why can't I say that? What? These people are liars and criminals. They are going to be drawn. They're going to be brought to court. I got some stuff. I'm going to show you some updates from uh, Reiner Fulmich here in a bit. But this is, is it really like a new pandemic? You know what the new pandemic is? Everybody's vitamin D deficient. Start there. Start there. See what happens. Uh, he's worried about Stampede being a super spreader. <laughs> what? Counselor Kali Ukwart says she's worried about the Stampede, the Calgary Stampede. It's been going on. I think I was taking to the Calgary Stampede when I was a baby. It's been around forever. The Calgary Stampede being a super spreader event. Did you guys get the footage from the NASCAR stuff? Did you see that? What about all the hockey games and soccer games and UFC events everywhere. Are people dropping dead in the streets over there? Nope. What are these people stupid or are they corrupt or what is it? How do they not see it? It's all over Twitter. It's like trending. How do you miss that? You're going to cancel the Calgary stampede. Jeez. Counselor Farkas. What a name. Counselor Farkas. He asks, what, sorry, I Look, I'm not, if I'm being a dick, making fun of your last, I, look, you can make fun of my last, my last name's Whitehead. Okay. You can make fun of me. I've been made fun of for a long time. So you can take it, Farkas. You can take it. Uh, he asked why Dr. Barjwaj was asked to present to council and not the city's expert or provincial health authorities. Why was Dr. Barjwaj cherry picked? Well, everything's cherry picked. That's what you do when you're lying. You cherry pick shit. Uh, city administration say they want to get a medical opinion. Cities say they invited Dr. Hinshaw to present and they declined. On and on and on. Wow, this just goes on. I think this was a different thread. There's Nenshi. Look at this guy. That guy rules Calgary, Alberta. Wow, this got really freaky with the what's up with the. Whoa! <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? What? Look how big this is. Whoa! Okay. Okay. No, no. Every zoom back fix. Yeah, there we go. Okay. All right, guys, we're good. We got this. We got this. Okay. What was I going to show you? Oh, here we go. 
This is from Ezra Levant. The Lancet says mixing and matching vaccines might have some short-term disadvantages. Look how they speak. Short-term, guys, you know, people are dying um, and having heart inflammation and thrombosis and pilots are dying in the air while because their blood clots are exploding in their arms. And, uh, you know, so we got some short-term disadvantages from mixing and matching the vaccines. <laughs> it's not sure. Just say what it is. You fucked up. It was a fuck up. That's what it is. Not short-term disadvantages. Who writes this PR shit? Justin Trudeau's expertise with pharmaceuticals is mainly related to marijuana, but I trust him to know what's best for my children. <laughs> so here's the, yeah. So yeah, they're... Because this is what's happening in Canada. They're like, well, we can't get everybody a Pfizer 1 and a Pfizer 2 shot. So you're going to do Pfizer 1 and Moderna 2 or Moderna 1 and uh, whatever the hell else too. And that's how we're going to roll. And we're just going to do an experiment within the experiment. And people are like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. Anything so I can go travel to Mexico for a week once a year. Um, what's this one? Okay, so this is something I was talking about. I was doing some stuff, and I was glad to see Robert Fife chimed in on this one. Uh, so a top public health official denies parliament and refuses to release documents on fired scientists. This is contempt of parliament is what this is. Get this shit out of the way. Come on. All right. So look. The president of the Public Health Agency of Canada defied an order of the House of Commons on Monday and refused to provide unredacted documents about the dismissal of two scientists from Canada's High Security Infectious Disease Laboratory. Hmm, the plot thickens. If you've been following the Anthony Fauci-gate stuff, the Fauci-gate emails and what's going on with gain-of-function and all this stuff, yeah, you might want to tune in and see that Canada might be more involved in this than we would like to admit. Ian Stewart notified the Attorney General's office on Sunday night that sensitive or potentially injurious information, meaning <laughs> total bombshells that'll wake up the country, could be disclosed if he obeyed the order of the House of Commons, government house leader Pablo Rodriguez said. Opposition parties voted last Thursday to declare the Liberal government in contempt of Parliament for refusing to provide the unredacted documents to the House of Commons. The motion also or censors the public health agency for failing to produce the records and ordered Mr. Stewart to appear before the commons on Monday to be admonished. Admonished. I don't want to be admonished. <laughs> I kind of tell my kids, get back inside for dinner. No, I'm going to be admonishing you. <laughs> and to produce the documents that explain why, whoa, okay, who in the world can pronounce this name help me with this guys the second one's pretty easy okay Zhao Gugu Qiu and her husband Keding Cheng were removed and fired from the National Microbiology Laboratory in Winnipeg I wonder why they removed and fired them hmm and and if they just removed and fired a couple scientists maybe they showed up late maybe they showed up high as fuck I don't know why did they why did they remove them if it's not a big deal, you got nothing to hide. What's 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 the what's up? You know why why are you not giving the unredacted documents? 
Could it be because they don't want to disclose why? Because there's grave implications for doing so? Um, so he did not provide the documents, including information on the transfer of two dangerous viruses. Maybe it has something to do with this. He did not provide the documents, including information on the transfer of two dangerous viruses from the Winnipeg lab to China's Wuhan Institute of Virology. Guys, look. Oh, am, I'm not even sharing my screen. Am I not even sharing my screen? Oh, you know what's happening? I get it. Sorry. I, I think I'm thinking I'm sharing my screen and I'm not. I am, but I'm not. Okay. Sorry about that. Anyways, I'll just read this through. Um, Dr. Q, the former head of a vaccine development and antiviral therapy program at the Winnipeg lab and Dr. Chang were fired in January, January, 2020. Their security clearances were revoked and the RCMP was called in to investigate in July of 2019. Wow. Interesting. July of 2019, July of 2019 It was only a few months before October of 2019 when they did the, uh, event 201 pandemic exercises. Mr. Stewart had previously linked the departure of the scientists to a review process as the federal government agency initiated in 2018, quote, relating to possible breaches of security protocols at the lab. So that's why they don't want to release the redacted documents or the unredacted documents. On Monday, Mr. Rodriguez said information about the dismissals was extremely sensitive and could damage Canada publicly if revealed. Ooh, all right, all right. Let me, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll post guys, all the articles that I've got, I've got them on my Twitter. Let me come back. Yeah. My Twitter thing is working. It's cause it opens in a different tab and I didn't share the tab. That's why you couldn't see it, but all, uh, they're all on my Twitter, but I will collect all these articles and I'll make them a nice, a nice pretty telegram post for you. Okay. Um, let me go back. What else we got here? That story is a rabbit hole just so you know. Okay. There's so much to it. Actually, I did a video on TikTok. So I opened up this TikTok like a couple weeks ago. I did a video covering that and that got like 25,000 hits. It was, it went super viral on there. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, anyways, if you're on TikTok on the, uh, that platform, I, I've got a little channel over there. Um, oh, this is red pill. So just so you know, when you see these Canadian, these, a lot of these accounts are Canadians, these, um, Simpsons characters. This is a protest in Canada, uh, and it's also a way that Canadians can identify each other as to who are patriots. Um, so this is from the European Medicines Agency. COVID vaccine adverse drug reactions thus far, 15,472 dead, according to their numbers. 1,509,266 injuries, injuries through June 19th, 2021. And it's just listing the shots that they're, so Euro, vigilance is their thing. So when you compare the European database with VAERS, and I think there's a couple other databases, plus there are citizens doing accounts covering um, adverse reactions, people who die like weeks after they just posted on Facebook that they got their second shot or whatever. There's all kinds of data coming in. It's just hard to compile it all in one place. I'm pretty sure everybody can imagine why that would be. All right. And where was I here? Okay. So this is an interesting one. 
So this can attitude posted this one and it was repeated by retweeted by JD and saying, while our testing, this is from Doug Ford. This was back in June, 2020, 2020, June, 2020. And there was no vaccines during that time. And this is what Doug Ford was saying, because look, they're not wearing their masks, right? We're beating this virus. Everyone's efforts are paying off. We're seeing it in the numbers again today. While our testing continues to be at an all-time high, the numbers of new cases was the lowest it's been in nearly three months. And for the eighth day in over a week, reported cases in Ontario are below 200. Ontario is heading in the right direction. So remember he said testing was at an all-time high? They were gathering all the data so that they could push the goalpost to the next stage shortly thereafter. This was June 22nd, 2020, and there were no vaccines, and that's where they were at, and they have kept the poor people of Ontario in confinement based on nothing. It's just ridiculous. Um, okay, here it is from the CBC News. CBC News, PEI. Anyone wanting to travel to PEI, Prince Edward Island, starting June 27th, is advised to apply for a PEI pass. I can't even say a PEI pass. The P-Pass, which will include their proof of vaccine information. Cybersecurity expert warns PEI pass website is a hotspot for hackers. <laughs> oh, this is the issue, eh? With all this digital stuff. And what happens when they start merging your body and your brain with this stuff? And then there's the hacking and all that. This is going to be crazy. But think about it. Prince Edward Island, just little Prince Edward Island. But I, the word that I was looking at that struck me, the way they report these things, is the word advised. Anyone wanting to travel to PEI starting June 27 is advised to apply, which will include their vaccine information because they can't say it's mandatory. They can't say you have to, but they're going to try to get this message into the subconscious of all the tyrannized people so that they believe that it's mandatory and they will, they did it. So now you have to do it. So this is, they're trying to use a technique where they weaponize the masses of the people so that they, um, anybody that would have the spine to resist and stand for freedom, all the William Wallaces out there, they will be outnumbered by the zombies that will think that this is mandatory. Just like what happened with the masks. The masks were never mandatory because they can't be. They just put signs up saying that they were, and they put a bunch of bylaw officers that were like in their 20s running around enforcing it, but it's still bullshit. But everybody went along with it, and that's why they're getting away with it. But it's criminal. It's actually violating all the laws of this country. Oh, yes. And this was from Mike. Uh, he was just saying the two Catholic churches torched in, in Penitent, BC last night. One church was over 100 years old. This is about removing history, removing the culture. This is happening during the time where they're also tearing down statues of, uh, you know, John A. MacDonald and everybody. All, every, just, they're just trying to erase the history. They're just trying to erase the history because that's what commies do. Um, this was just a good one from Denise. I like this one. If you die of a heart attack, it's COVID. If you die of the vaccine, it's a heart attack. 
pretty much sums up the insanity going on. That was well, well done, Denise. Well done. Now this was, I, I don't have all the details, uh, but I did see this from Patrick Phillips, who's a medical doctor saying breaking the who recommends against COVID vaccines in children and adolescents in light of the evidence of post-vaccine myocarditis and the U S must halt the vaccine rollout to children immediately. Um, I've got to read up more on it to make sure that that's the case. But if anybody has any points on there, throw them in the chat for us. And this is Chris Erickson saying, so if Canada is not following guidance from the who to not vaccinate, vaccinate the kids or the US CDC don't mix the vax, who are they listening to? Because we're doing both those things. Might explain how and why our politicians and health officials have gone rogue with their science. Who specifically? Yeah. Oh, and this just made me laugh. This just made me laugh. The way they reported global news, George Soros news, that's what we should call it. Open Society Net Foundation News says, even if a COVID lab leak is a possibility, <laughs> it's more than a possibility, experts maintain it is very hard to believe that it would have been released on purpose. Experts maintain. <laughs> experts maintain like that's like that's like that's part of the script he's like jerry i need to i need to fill in this headline what's it going to be what's it what are we looking for what get, get me the rolodex get me the rolodex of things that we say that make people believe us uh oh experts believe let's go with that boom to the printers what are the odds of a COVID-19 lab leak re-examining the virus origins theory because they're trying to get ahead of the fact that this is coming out big time. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows. Well, not everybody. Everybody that has a brain in their head knows it. But all the tyrannized people, they're like, what? But Trudeau didn't say it, so it's not real. Oh, yeah. I hope you guys checked out this really awesome conversation that I had with these two gentlemen yesterday. Had a really good show. It's up now on Rumble and Podbean and iTunes and all that good stuff. Uh, we had a really good chat. Go check those guys out. Here for the truth podcast. Um, okay, this one. Let me stop sharing this, this screen. And then I'll share another one. Musical shares. Musical screen shares. That's what we're doing. Okay. So let's go. I just want to make sure this was the right one. Oh, it's the right one. All right. Okay. This is going to blow your minds, uh, what's going on in Canada. Bear with me. Okay, so this comes from the Toronto Star. Um, here's the title. The Nudge Unit. This is what they're calling Ottawa's Behavioral Science Team. Let me repeat that. Ottawa's behavioral science team. Do you remember the behaviorists, the behaviorists? I'm trying to remember all their names. You had guys like Pavlov and, uh, there's a whole group of them and they studied intensely human behavior and motivations and how to trigger, you know, mind control basically is an extension of MK ultra and all that good stuff, behavioral science. So they're employing behavioral science in what they're doing and they're admitting it. So it's called the nudge unit. 
Ottawa's behavioral science team investigates how Canadians feel about vaccines, public health, and who to trust. Because they're having problems with people thinking for themselves, and the fact checkers are not as effective as they thought. So they need to get the behavioral science team on it to see what we can do to get people to take our experimental shots. Vaccines, okay, this is, I'm not reading that sentence, but another scientific experiment has also produced surprisingly speedy and widespread results over the past year. It happened in the realm of behavioral science, and ordinary citizens were the laboratory subjects. One year ago, few people would have believed that science would come up with a vaccine ready for mass immunization around the world by the start of 2021. But who would have also predicted that citizens could be persuaded to turn their lives upside down, wear masks, and isolate themselves from their families and friends for months on end? I know we're asking a lot, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said in early April, when no one else knew just how much COVID-19 would force Canadians into behavioral change on a grand scale. A lot is an understatement. Not since wartime has the government had to request this much of the citizenry for so long. Yet while the government's medical scientists have been front and center on the public stage for almost every day since last March, sorry, I got to zoom in just a, just a titch. There you go. The behavioral scientists have mostly been operating under the radar. What? What? Under the radar, did you say? The behavioral scientists have mostly been operating under the radar. Hmm. Why, why would they not want the public to know that behavioral science is being applied to them? in their subconscious minds to program them to do as they're told like good zoo animals. If you know where to look though, like on truth warrior podcast, uh, evidence of the behavioral nudging team keeps peeking out under those, all those public proclamations from Canada's COVID-19 crisis managers. When Trudeau and the premiers use their pod podiums, podiums, their podiums, to calm fears or tell hard truths about the pandemic or lies, for example. For example, their words don't just come from, the, from a hunch or political instincts. Reams of behavioral data is being collected by the government through the pandemic on everything from people's general emotions about COVID-19 to their willingness to get vaccinated. So they've been tracking you on social media and they've been contact tracing you and they've been gathering data and putting it in front of behavioral science teams and psychologists. And they're analyzing every single word that Justin Trudeau needs to say to keep this farce going. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Dr. Teresa Tam, China's chief, uh, sorry, Canada's chief public health officer spoke earlier this month about the problem of vaccine hesitancy in this country and what the government knows about it. It was one of the few times that public officials have made direct reference to the behavior studying unit inside the government. The fact that it exists alone should alarm everybody. Some of the studies are actually carried out by the Privy Council office where there is a behavioral insight team, Tam said. Or I guess the way she would say it would be like, uh, some of the studies were actually carried out by the Privy Council office where there is a behavioral insight team. You know those people that speak like mid-throat? They're like, uh, like, what is up with that? Like, show some inner, get a, get some, use your diaphragm when you talk. Use your diaphragm. It projects, these people that are like, I, it drives me nuts. And they talk like that all the time, no matter what they say, they're like, uh, I want to order some fries with that. That's what I did. And it's like, shh, 
just use your voice. Use your voice when you talk. My own pet peeve. Sorry, guys. We do know... We do know that the intention for Canadians to get the vaccine is actually quite high. Sadly, she's right. And I think has improved since we started the vaccine campaign itself. Did you have any help from behavioral science teams that are experts in human psychology that the average person is not aware of? Um, Tam went on to explain how people's views on vaccines are shaped by where they get their information. Yeah, well, yep, that's, that's exactly right. You know, that's usually... Where you come to conclusions is based on the information that you've been given. You're only as good as your information, folks. And if your information is bad, then your beliefs are bad. And hence, at the same time that all this shit's going on, they're rolling out the fact checker websites to corral your thoughts. They're censoring platforms and alternative voices, including doctor, scientists, award-winning uh, epidemiologists and virologists and Nobel laureates, etc., and they're also now slipping in Bill C-10 to completely control and regulate the internet in Canada. Weird how it's just all kind of happening at the same time. Kind of just works out, eh? So since you are reading this story in a mainstream news medium, you might be interested to know that you're more likely to feel positive about getting immunized. <laughs> yeah, this is where all the normies go. Uh, consumers of traditional information sources tend to have more trust in vaccines because those traditional mainstream sources tell them the vaccines are the new Jesus Christ. Um, and consumers of traditional information sources, yeah, and that the government is saying about them is true. Conversely, if you're the kind of person who gets your news from social media, you're more likely to be wary of it. Look at what these dickheads say. Look what they say. Sorry. A little vulgar today, guys. I'm trying my best. Earmuffs, earmuffs on the kids in the room. Um, it just bothers me. If you're the, this is this condescending authoritarian. This article was written by behavioral scientists. If you're the kind of person who gets your, your news from social media, because this is what they want your normie friends to think, that you're just one of those, oh, well, you get your news on Facebook, <laughs> Well, what do we do on Facebook? Well, I'm not on there anymore. But what do we do on Twitter? What do we do on these platforms when you get your news? I got this article from Twitter. I'm reading this article on a social media platform. Does that put it in the category of being, I'm the kind of person, are you the kind of person that writes articles and then posts them to your Twitter account? Are you spreading information? They're trying to talk down to you. They're trying to leak this in. This is subconscious. This is behavioral science. This is how they do it. They just slip these little bits of poison in where they can because they know that that has an overwhelming effect on changing people's opinions, not direct information. Direct information is not as effective. It's the subliminals. You know all those commercials on TV that you make fun of? You're like, what a stupid commercial. And then you go buy the shit at Walmart when you're there next time. They know that you know it's stupid. They know that you're annoyed by it. They know you skip past the commercials and you hate every single one of them. And they know that you still go and buy the shit because it's subconscious programming. If you're the kind of person who gets your news from social media, you're more likely wary of vaccines. Well, what information? What, like interviews with actual experts and vaccine manufacturers? We're not just making this up out of thin air, and that's what they want you to believe. So the government is doing some fine-tuning of its communication channels, Tam explained. 
we know that we have to work with the internet and the social media companies and thus, and that that has been happening with Facebook, Google, YouTube, and others. We have to work with them. We have to work with them. We got to sit down in meetings and basically have a backdoor channel between social media companies and the government as is being proven by Dr. Shiva right now, where he's proving that there was a backdoor of communication regarding, he was talking about the election in the U.S., but this is universal. This is a, a full frontal attack. And they hit with multiple things at once. They are sitting down with big tech monopoly companies. And they are creating policy and methods of behavioral persuasion. Remember when I brought up, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I brought this up. Look up the term captology. Captology. C-A-P-T-O-ology. <laughs> captology. Okay. It is the use of persuasive techniques using computers and the internet. So put that all together with behavioral science and you wonder why everybody's mind controlled right now and won't, won't listen to you, won't listen to reason. Um, that behavior ins behavioral insight team, Tam mentioned, is actually called the Impact and Innovation Unit. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, Ooh. at least it's humor. At least we're entertained, right? At least we're entertained. I'm the one playing the violin on the Titanic as it goes down. Okay. And I'll, I'll be here all night. Um, <laughs> that behavioral insight team is called the impact and the innovation unit. Uh, it's a mind control division of the intelligence community. Um, so it's of government, which was set up within the PCO in 2017. Also, it's a pretty recent team. They kind of moved in like a chess piece right before the 2020 event 201 that led to this. And now here we are. And now they're using the information that they worked on developing and the strategies they're using and employing those right now as we speak. Brilliant. Brilliant. You got to give it to them. Got to give it to them. They plan things well in advance, don't they? And uh, this meant that for more low-key work than it has been doing, now that the pandemic suddenly created an urgent need for its insights into how citizens behave, it just suddenly happened. It's just like, oh, well, it, it's like the guy rolled into Justin Trudeau's office and with Dr. Tam and Google's CEO and Zuckerberg, and they all just rolled in. They went, hey, guys, like just, wow, how coincidental. We actually... A couple of years before the pandemic, we actually created the Impact and Innovation Unit. It's amazing how these things just work out. So we've actually already been gathering all this data about how to convince people to do things they otherwise wouldn't do. And so we'll give you all that data right now and we can launch this tomorrow. And Trudeau's like, cool, light the joint. I'm out of here. Headed up by veteran public servant Rodney Galle. This group has kept its eye on the huge social science experiment of COVID-19 crisis. So they're admitting it is a social, a social science experiment of the COVID-19 crisis. I just want to read that three times to make sure social science experiment of the COVID-19 crisis. So this is, a, this is an experiment. This is an experiment. All of it is the vaccine, the propaganda, the way they're also testing you to see what they can get away with. You know that, right? And they're taking notes. So all those people that think, well, if I just get the double jab, 
even if it's a mixeroni, they'll give me my freedom back. They're just warming up. They're just warming up. What else do I want to read from this? Uh, in normal times, this federal team would have been researching questions such as what would motivate people to invest in more RSP? <laughs> that's, come on. that's the cover story, nincompoop. Come on, that's the cover story. I'm not going to talk about RSPs. They want to manipulate public opinion. The narrative on the planet is, the, is gold. It's the new gold, Jerry. The narrative control is gold. It's gold for these people. They invest in this stuff. And even if there's employees that think, oh, we're just going to try to get some people to invest in RSPs. They're trying to find a way to reach your mind so that you give up your property, your rights, your ability to defend yourself and your humanity without question. That's the real research at the highest levels that trickles down to these little puny, what are they called? Impact and innovation units. They got these things all over the planet, starting with Tavistock, CFR. What do you think they do? What do you think the CIA does and the FBI? By the way, how is the FBI these days? How you doing, FBI? Things good? Why is your building locked down in DC? I saw that citizen journalist guy report that. It was all boarded up. What's going on? Were you guys in the hot seat for starting the January 6th riots and being involved? Hmm? What's going on? I know you guys watch this show. I know you do. I know you do. Say hi to Mulder for me. Um, so yeah, it's members of this secret behavioral science research team. It's members prefer to remain low profile. Yeah, no shit. Uh, a couple of them talked to me for this article, but on condition that they would not be named or quoted. Why, why would they fear... What would they be afraid of? Uh, result of the team's research are quite public, though anyone can check them out on their webpage, along with the reports of some communication campaigns they've tested on the population. I'm just going to highlight that for you. Tested. It's a test. Being a test in a science experiment. And what the ads were supposed to achieve. So you see all these ads that are coming out in Canada, these little cartoony, lame, freaking ads that come from the government? Go get your shot. Go get your shot. If we do it together, we can get back to normal. Get your shot. You know that shit? These are the idiots that write that shit. And you know what? <laughs> as lame as it is, it works. They know it works. The most visible ad one Canadians may remember is the one that depicted COVID-19 as a green cloud spreading noxiously over the buttons in an elevator. Because they're trying to create homo sapien phobia in the population. Um, the, behavioral, the behavior being studied by the government has shifted as the pandemic has dragged on, naturally. In the beginning, the research focused a lot on compliance with health measures, what it would take to get people to wear masks and so on. So, the, guys, they studied your psychology and that's why you're wearing the mask. It's not because you believe it, you think you believe it, but you're, you're only as good as your information. And all this information was given to you subconsciously, which means it wasn't conscious to your mind. It came in the back door through constant repetition of the same messaging and visuals and colors and sounds. They know how you tick. Do you know how you tick? Do you? You think you do, but do you? Do you know it to the level that they know it? Do you know they have entire manuals on their desk? 
about what they need to do to your brain through messaging, vibrations, frequencies, colors, sounds, vibrations, symbols, celebrities, blah, 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 public messaging, blasting, signs all over the nature trails, everything. They know shock effect, overwhelm the mind, stimulation, overstimulation, turn everybody into a bunch of ADHDs. And you will do as you are told. They know it. They know it. And they're admitting it. They're practically bragging about it. Nowadays, the main concern is with vaccines and whether enough people will take them to achieve herd immunity. (laughs) Hmm. How can you achieve herd immunity if the vaccine manufacturers themselves say... This doesn't stop transmission of the virus. Sorry, we tried. Sweden achieved herd immunity, okay? Sweden. All right, I'm not going to keep reading this. I'm bored of it. Let's move on to a different one. Let me bring up my TikTok. Got my TikTokie. Let's do TikTokie. Where's the tab? Hopefully this plays. I think TikTok should work on here, eh? Eh? Okay. Sorry, I'm a little punchy today, guys. Bear with me. We'll get through this together. Um, okay, so here's my TikTok. Check it out. What do I what am I at now? I'm at a, oh, I went up a hundred subscribers this morning. I'm at eleven thirty-six and I've had eight thousand two hundred and nineteen likes. Not too bad. Not too bad. Considering the stuff that I share. Um, okay, so I just want to test this out. Let's test this out with, oh, which one was this? Um, <laughs> this one's all just funny. Let's open up with something funny. We've done studies, you know, 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. We've done studies, you know. That's just a funny one. I do a bunch of bullshit on here. And then uh, this one is from Mr. That wasn't at you guys. Is that true? We're going to be working uh, with the ArriveCan app in ways that people can upload uh, an image of their uh, paper proof of vaccination or online proof of vaccination so that uh, the border agents on their return to Canada uh, can verify indeed uh, that they are fully vaccinated. To the Europeans that we will do everything possible so that they can gain back um, some normality. Some normality. This used to be a conspiracy theory until they all went to the G7 summit to get their marching orders. There's already a world government, guys. Do you really trust these people? Are working on two tracks in terms of Good point, past Dave. From Dave from the past. That you shouldn't trust these people. You shouldn't trust them. Okay. Now, I got a lot. Oh, which was the one that I look at this? 23,000. Oh, so this is just me covering this. Let me just do this one. This is me covering the uh, that thing I was telling you about when they were the the Winnipeg Lab thing. So this got viral. So in Canadian news, the Trudeau government is currently refusing to hand over documents to Parliament that Parliament ordered them to hand over concerning the government's 
Winnipeg Lab. And this, of course, is uh, contempt of Parliament. It's not the first time the Liberal government has done this in Canada. Nope. And it's uh, kind of funny that they're not handing this information over that they were ordered to hand over while Fauci is currently being grilled about gain-of-function research in the Wuhan lab, of Insti Wuhan Institute of Virology lab situation. How interesting would it be to find out that Canada was a much bigger player in this whole pandemic fraud than we first thought? So, in so I was happy that that message went out to 23,000 people. I was happy with, oh, this one went 15. Look, I'm not going to bore you with my stuff. I want to get to these doctors, okay? So this is what's important. In Canada, recently, like a week ago, there was a summit, a press conference that was put together by uh, People's Party of Canada, uh, party leader, one of the party leaders, Derek Sloan, um, who, thank you, Derek Sloan. You are a warrior for this country. Uh, thank you for putting this together. The, the balls that you got on you, man, well done. Uh, many Canadians support you. A lot of people are switching from the corrupt, fake conservative party of this country over to a party that will hopefully be more centered around values that are beneficial for everybody and are centered on freedom. That's the hope. I hope it works out. Um, but anyways, Derek Sloan organized this between, uh, they had three of Canada's top doctors. This is uh, Dr. Byron Bridal was there. I didn't have a clip of him for this one, but um, there was a few doctors that were there and they just had some really amazing things to say. And you can tell there's a movement now in Canada amongst doctors and nurses to start speaking out. And to see that event happen meant so much to us because we know that it's going to inspire more people to come out, which is what we need. So this was one of the doctors that was there. Let me just play a couple clips of what he had to say. I'm a family, I'm a family physician. I practice medicine in the town of Englehart, Ontario, primarily in the emergency department of Blanche River Health. And uh, I first got into speaking out, uh, seeing the massive harms from these lockdowns on my patients. I've never seen so many suicidal children. I've never seen so many cases of people coming into the emergency department for the first time with metastatic cancer. And, and seeing those harms, I, I made a decision that to myself that I knew that I couldn't live with myself if I did not speak out. And the reason I was afraid to speak out was because there were rumors in the medical community uh, that the college was coming after people who, who chose to do that. I'm a family, I'm a family physician. Uh so I'm going to be covering this very important bit um, in my Cult of the Medic series about something that he just said, which is that the college controls the doctors. Because when we want to understand why doctors just follow orders and it's like you can totally see that it's centrally controlled, we need to understand how that dynamic works. So breaking down the fact that a college is what determines what doctors are supposed to believe and what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do and they engage in censoring doctors to step outside the party line, we need to understand what you know how those colleges are linked to other colleges that go all the way up to the College of Cardinals of the Vatican or something. It's something big. We're going to get into it. It's a big rabbit hole. Um, so stay tuned for more on that. But that was interesting. So he's identifying himself. He's been a family physician for a long time in Canada, uh, just going through what he's been seeing in the clinic. He has to speak out. And then he continues here. Oh, and look, they got the little warning. Those little learn more about COVID vaccines here. I've already got fact checking warnings coming up on TikTok. This is a doctor. It's a doctor saying this. <laughs> Especially around treatments. 
And I want to I want to especially make a point around uh, a few treatments. One of them, for example, is vitamin D, which which uh, our health minister has uh, um, has named fake news. But uh, I want to emphasize that there's over 85 studies and 27 treatment trials. Many of these are peer-reviewed scientific literature that, that have shown a 56% reduction in mortality in patients who take vitamin D compared to those who don't for COVID-19, especially around treatments. And I want to... I wanna, so he's just talking about vitamin D there, guys. Just vitamin D. Vitamin D. You should be taking it anyways, especially if you live in Canada where we get deprived of the sun for a long period of time in the year. Everybody's vitamin D deficient. Everybody's eating toxic food, drinking their faces off. They're taking pharmaceutical drugs. They're malnourished. That is the originating factor for why we have chronic degenerative disease. That's the real pandemic, folks. And you know what? That reminds me. That reminds me. I got something on this. There's a book that, um, again, I'm going to be referencing in Cult of the Medics. Uh, I have a load of, of experts I'm going to be citing in that series on so many different subjects. It's such a big project. I, it, it almost blows my mind. But anyways, I'm doing my best on it. Uh, the, Peter Grosh, he wrote a book called Deadly Medicines and Organized Crime. How Big Pharma Has Corrupted Healthcare. So he actually, go, he's one of the, he's written, like his bio is insane. He worked for pharmaceutical companies. He wrote peer-reviewed journals. Okay. He's an authority in the field, like second to none. He's from Denmark. And he said this, pharmaceutical drugs are the third leasing cause of death after heart disease and cancer. If we show the stats of even the official COVID numbers side by side with the official drug related deaths and injuries. You can sit there and just look at those two things side by side and tell me and do this to your normie friends that are all rushing out to get this shot. Go, when we talk about these pharmaceutical drugs, these are the ones that were approved. They went through, they went through clinical trials. They were approved and they've killed and maimed more people than the world wars combined. Put that side by side with even the official COVID death numbers globally. And you tell me where the real pandemic is. See, the good thing about facts is they speak for themselves, but it's very helpful to have that information so that that's, that's the easiest way to just go, look, all these people are like, did you get the shot? Did you get the shot? Did you get the shot? Aren't you going to get the shot? Go, hey, okay, sit down and have those things ready. Pull them up side by side and go, are you able to make basic connections? Two plus two equals four. So let me get this straight. They want to use a first time never before used on human beings ever in history shot that was rushed through emergency youth authorization only, and it wasn't officially approved. Okay. It was approved under emergency use authorization, which means they needed to keep the, this whole charade up to say there's an emergency when there isn't, um, there's other emergencies, not, not this one. And, um, so it's not a fish. It's not even officially 
approved. It has no long-term safety data. It's already killing people. There's blood clot problems, all these problems, right? Look at the European database. Look at VAERS, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it's only months in, guys. The, the worst stuff's going to happen probably about nine months to a year or two down the road, maybe maybe sooner. Uh, that's what a lot of the experts are saying. Um, but if you understand that this shot is not even officially approved, it's already causing unbelievable amounts of harm. And look at the track record of the approved drugs by this cult of the medics, that this pharmaceutical industry. And death by doctor is one of the leading causes of death in America. And you're trusting these people blindly. Mix and match the shots, give it to kids, no big deal. They put the word vaccine on it. You just want to go to Mexico for a week once a year, so you're going to take it. Think. He's got one more. Ivermectin. More so, because that was very early on. What we've learned in these last few months is about ivermectin. Uh, we have on our hands a very safe treatment that's won a Nobel Prize. Billions of doses have been administered throughout the world because it's a commonly used antiparasitic that's over the counter in many, uh, many countries around the world. And uh, world leading scientific and physician uh, researchers, uh, um, Dr. Paul Merrick and Dr. Pierre Corey, have been shouting from the rooftops around this medication because at this point we have 97 studies and over 30 randomized control trials. But even more so, because that was very... And he was going to finish the sentence. I'm still on the... I think... I don't know how many followers I need to get the three-minute option for TikTok. Anybody know? I don't know. I don't have that yet. I, ha I finally got past 1,000, so I can do lives on there. I don't know if I will or not. But anyways, that's why he got cut off. But what he was going to say was that all those things show that ivermectin has incredible data behind it, incredible safety track records, and... It could have been used <clears throat> along with HCQ and all these other things. It could have been used at the beginning. Of, we didn't even have to have a pandemic, guys. But the problem is there's a conflict of interest for the people that want to make money off this shot and want to use it for other purposes that we're going to get into with my next expert in a second here. Um, that if there was a drug a treatment drug, and this would only be needed for people that are immunocompromised, which happens to be a shitload of people because everybody's deficient vitamins and minerals and they're eating GMO food, but whatever, uh, that if they could have used these therapeutic drugs and they could have saved lives. So a lot of people, all those deaths that people, what about all the deaths? Yeah. Those people died needlessly, needlessly. And they knew it. Anthony Fauci knew it. We know he knew it. Everybody knew it. They knew that these drugs would work against these types of viruses. And they withheld it and they censored and they silenced and they mocked and they smeared the doctors. And they're still doing it to this day, this second, this minute. They're doing it to the people that are trying to tell you the truth. And it's got boatloads of safety data, long-term data, use around the world, women, children, pregnant women. They have that data. We don't have that on the vaccine. Yet people are walking past this, calling you a conspiracy theorist. Why? Because they got the behavioral science unit in charge of your mind. That's why. Because they're not listening to the real science. So the next idiot that tells you to trust the science and trust the doctors, you just go, oh, <laughs> pull up a chair, my friend. 
pull up a chair. Let's talk science. Let's talk doctors. Let's do it. Next up on deck, let's go to Mike Eden. It's a big claim what I'm going to say, but it's literally every single one of the central narrative points that your government and mine tells you about this virus and what you should do, uh, they're all lies. So we've talked about the exaggeration, exaggerated severity that makes people very scared. You don't tell them about the treatments, which is just dreadful. People have died in my country, tens of thousands, I think, have died who probably could have been saved. So I will accuse right now the scientific advisors to my government and senior ministers of mass murder. Yes. The thing that really triggered me in the middle of the year was when I was told uh, that people without symptoms can be a respiratory viral threat, a respiratory health threat to other people. Now, I knew that wasn't true. Remember, this is my area. I've worked in pulmonary disease uh, for 32 years in total. And, and I knew, and I can explain to your listeners, uh, they'll know when I explain this, that I'm... It's a big claim what I'm going to say. And then he goes on to explain it. I don't know if I got it in this clip. Yeah, let's try this. Not at all. But for the whole 15, 18 months in my country, we've been told every day by lying adverts from the media, I blame the media as well, they're absolutely dreadful. Behavioral science team. They've damaged their own society for their own lives and children as well. They've lied every day and they've said one in three of us have got the virus and are spreading it without knowing. It's just an utter lie and I've described how it's impossible and it's been shown not to be possible. And remember what we've just discussed. If you're not symptomatic, you can't represent an infectious contact for somebody else. Now let's step back and ask yourself, uh, who goes outside, who goes to work, goes to the store, goes to the gas station, walking on the sidewalk. Generally, people who feel pretty fit and well. People who've got a serious respiratory virus like influenza or, or COVID-19, you don't generally go out. Why? Because you're ill. You know, he's making too much sense there, though. So, you know, oh, this is me at the party, hanging out. It's times like these you learn to live again. Okay, check this out. This is good news. Yahoo News, they had over 62,000 votes. 70% of people say they don't want the proof of vaccination. Who are the 30% of people who need this shit? What the hell? Okay, this one is pretty crazy. So let's go into Dr. Uh, what you're saying is these... Sukarit the, Bhaktari. Um, Bhakti. will actually create reactions everywhere, including where they're not needed at all, basically, is that? Yes, uh, and that is, of course, the real danger, because, um, well, first of all, to go back to this crazy idea of vaccinating against this virus, I will never cease trying to explain that these so-called protective antibodies are a farce. They can't protect. Antibodies in your bloodstream can't protect against a virus that is entering through the front door from the airway because mm -hmm. the antibodies are not there, simply speaking. They are not there in the blood. And uh, as long as the virus sticks mainly to the lung, uh, antibodies in the blood are not going to protect against anything. Yeah. They can't. Uh, what you're saying is these... the. the, the so that's his first. He's just talking about how this 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 vaccine will not protect you. 
Okay. It's not going to protect you. It's, it's not, yeah, he does a whole talk on this and he's one of the most well-respected scientists in the world on this. It's amazing. The statements that he's made, he's got another one here. I have my own thoughts of this about this. The one thing I, I, I will not hesitate to say is that I'm sure that there's an agenda behind this and that uh, it, one, one of the, uh, uh, one of the, aims of this whole thing is to get the gene-based vaccines going, the mRNA. Uh, this has been the ultimate goal that has to be reached uh, by those who, who have planned this. It's all planned. Now, why they planned this, I don't know. And I don't even think I want to know yeah. because it could not have been a humane reason yeah. could not have been a reason for, to do good to the society, to the world. And just so you know, so he is a German microbiologist and medical professor. And if you go look him up, Sukarat Bhakti, and you look at his bio, it's pages long. Okay. I'm not finding some Joe Schmoes out there. These people are top shelf. Okay, so, um, oh, I'll just play these last two. They're a little bit, uh, this is interesting. Did you guys see this? Virologist April Moss and happy Father's Day. Today we saw temperatures above normal again, topping out at 85 degrees at Metro Airport. Plenty of sunshine today, but all good things must come to an end. And that starts as early as tomorrow morning with showers moving in around 8 a.m. And speaking of a brand new week, I will be sitting down this week with Project Veritas to discuss the discrimination that CBS is enforcing upon its employees. Tune in to Project Veritas for my full story. Now, later Monday, we will see those showers continuing through. <laughs> Just sort of drops it in there. Hold on. We got someone saying, don't worry about the jab. Take your fucking country back from your stupid ass leader. Too much distraction from what you need to do. Okay, well, let's just take a chill pill there, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're trying. What do you want me to do? Go run through the woods with a musket like Mel Gibson and just go take the country back? You think that's going to work? This is how we take it back. We got to wake people up. We got to wake people up to the truth. We got to show them the facts. We got to keep going over and over again. Trust me, civil war would be an absolute epic disaster. There's a way to do this. I feel you. I'm with you. I want to take it back too. But there's a way to do this. We got to be sensible. And this is what we do to take it back. So I'm not worried about the jab. I'm warning people about what's really going on with the jab, which is an important thing to do because clearly not everybody knows this information. And that's my job. You're welcome. All right. So let's move on. Oh, wait, there is one more good piece here. You admit defeat? I just want to understand that. No, I never admitted defeat. We have a lot of things happening right now. I think that that was an election that was, I don't think, all you have to do is read the newspapers and see what's coming out now. No, I never, the word is concede. I have not conceded. Right. So I want to ask you about uh, <laughs> Georgia and... Just so it's official. All right. Um, let me stop this one. I got one more to show you guys. 
I'll jump on a couple comments and then we'll wrap it up. This kind of went a little longer than I was going to go, but that's okay because I'm having a good time. I hope you guys are having a good time. Hope I'm giving you some information that's valuable. Um, and I hope you'll please share it for me because this is really important. Um, so here we go. Let's do, just so you know, I'll post this for you guys if you don't have it. Uh, let me just go back up to the top. This is uh, this is Reiner Fulmich's documents page on his website. I didn't know this existed, and I'm very happy it did. This is an arsenal of information that you should have saved because this is the collection of their evidence and analysis and interviews and all the science and all the research that they're going to be presenting in their case. And I hear good things. I, I, you know, I don't believe stuff till I see it, but they just say, we've compiled the most important documents on the topics discussed at the committee meetings because they've been having these committee meetings. As soon as new findings are available, we will expand our list of documents. We also welcome references from new studies at this website, at this email. So they've got stuff on the dangerousness of viruses. These are documents and studies. Okay. So this is where you get the findings of the PCR test which are bullshit, negative effects of the implemented measures, the situation of children. This is all about the psychological destruction to the minds of children based on this bullshit mask stuff that parents think is benign, but are grossly wrong about that. Um, the social distancing stuff, comparing young Reese monkeys, um, curtailment of children's rights. And then I think they're going to also get into the vaccine problems, situation in care homes, masks in general. There's a whole bunch of privacy, vaccination as a way out, the economy, the rule of law, how this violates human rights, the role of the media, misincentives, how science is bought. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to take notes on this. Treatments, other treatments. Unemployment benefits, interlocking interests. Yeah, this is the Drudson test article. This is where you can get into what really went down with the PCR test. The protagonists, the whole thing on Anthony Fauci, that's amazing. And I'm sure there's more. All right, so I just wanted to show you guys that real quick because uh, I think it's valuable. It'll be a good resource for you. Um. This is an interesting thing to think about too that I found from Gary Null. Anybody know Gary Null? He has fought against big pharma forever. He's done tons of documentaries on it. Um, he had a really interesting statement here where he said, the estimated total number of iatrogenic deaths, that is deaths induced inadvertently by a physician or surgeon or by a medical treatment or diagnostic procedures in the U.S. annually, is 783,936, all while 553,261 on average die of cancer annually. Okay, so you put those two numbers together and then look at what he says about the cancer. But today in the United States, and this shows you where fascism really exists, and he wrote this in like 2002, guys. Any doctor in the United States who cures cancer using alternative methods will be destroyed. You cannot name me a doctor doing well with cancer using alternative therapies that is not under attack. And I know these people. I've interviewed them. So someone doesn't want 
these things to be addressed in any way. They want, this is where we have to start understanding what's happening here. It's like what, um, and Lisa's or Liza, you're asking me for a link. I'm going to put links. They're all on my Twitter. Okay. And go follow me on telegram. I will be all the articles that I've shared with you guys and the links and everything. I'll put them in a nice, neat post for you on my telegram. Okay. And I'll do it on my gab as well. Deal. Good. Um, otherwise I'm running around looking for stuff on here and we're live and we'll finish the show here. So if there's a whole history of suppression of things that actually work that are cheap, half of this stuff you could grow in your backyard, uh, make some tweaks in your diet, things like that, that could prevent these diseases. And yet that is under constant assault and attack. And you don't hear this stuff in the news. And these doctors are silenced, shamed, fired, or killed. They go disappear. The whole thing about doctors and natural doctors and whistleblowers just vanishing and dying of weird things. Um, then we have to start assuming that there's something very nefarious going on with all of this. Like Dr. Bhakti was saying, there's an agenda. He doesn't even want to even speculate as to how, what else it could be. Because what else could it be? What else could it be? We're under attack. This is a war. They have infiltrated my country inside out, forward, backwards, top to bottom, all the parties. Subverted all the laws of the land. Nobody blinks an eye. Well, the patriots here did, but I'm talking about the general masses of people that just can't wait to get back to the mall. Um, this is happening globally. There are different forms of this experimentation going down differently in different places, and they're collecting all of this data to see which is the most effective route to seizing the thrones of the earth. That's really what I boiled it down to. What's the most effective way to control the populations in those areas so that we can take power? Yes, beet juice, beet juice does wonders for your heart and blood. Absolutely. Nat nature. Nature wins. Come on. If our immune system was built by nature, why are we rejecting nature as the cure for disease? Do you really think Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, the World Health Organization, and the cult of the medics know, know better than the universe? <laughs> That's a stretch. That's a stretch. And then when you put uh, statements, I've read this before, but I just love it. It's so good. Um. Where did I put it? Marcia Angle. I have her quote here. Yeah. Harvard Medical School's Dr. Marcia Angle is the author of The Truth About the Drug Companies, How They Deceive Us, and What to Do About It. But more to the point, she's also the former editor-in-chief at the New England Journal of Medicine, arguably one of the most respected medical journals on earth. But after reading her article in the New York Review of Books called Drunk Companies and Doctors, A Story of Corruption, one wonders if any medical journal on earth is worth anybody's respect anymore. She says, it is simply no longer possible to believe much of the clinical research that is published or to rely on the judgment of trusted physicians or authorities or authoritative medical guidelines. I take no pleasure in this conclusion, which I reached slowly and reluctantly over my two decades as an editor of the New England Journal of Medicine. 
So even those people are like, well, I need to see some more peer-reviewed studies. Well, who funds the studies? And what makes it to the final cut? It's like what makes it to the six o'clock news and what doesn't? It's the same dynamic because the same people run it. Why is everything toxic? Why is everything bad for you? Why is our environment being turned into a toxic wasteland? Not by us necessarily, but by these, these big corporations and our governments. Um, why, are all, why is all the food tainted? Why is the water supply tainted? Why are all these drugs killing so many people and nobody bats an eye? Nobody wants to go stop the cancer pandemic. Nobody wants to go stop the human trafficking pandemic. Nobody wants to stop the degenerative chronic disease pandemic. Nobody wants to go out and help build healthy immune systems so we don't have to deal with any of this shit. Nobody wants to go read Wilhelm Reich's books, The Cancer Biopathy, that he wrote in the early 1900s that show you how to cure cancer from the inside out, top to bottom. Nobody wants that. They want shots and masks and social distancing and they want to stand on the X. Because behavioral science teams are at work here. Who funds those? You think your government does? If it's your government, then that means you're funding it. You're funding your own demise. But really, we know who the real government is now. It's not your selected politicians that get in there through Dominion and Smartmatic. Um, it's, it's the government is now big tech, big, big corporations, the six companies that run the media, and then the people that own them. Who owns that shit? Who owns the companies that own those companies? Now we're getting up into the next level of the power pyramid here. What do they believe? What are their agendas? What are their aims? Why is there a monument in Georgia that in like 10 different languages talks about how the population of humanity on the planet needs to be maintained at 500 million? Why even have that? You know what I mean? Why all the lying? Why all the deception? Why the shutting down of doctors? Why the stopping of, of actual um, solutions that would save lives under the under the pre, under the the uh, the lie that all the measures that are actually destroying lives are saving lives? It's flip flop, upside down, topsy turvy land because this world is run by ancient cults, guys. And I'm going to prove it. So. There are solutions to all this. There are good people fighting. Don't lose hope. Um, I know everybody's like, are you going to move to the US? Why? So that I can have a whole batch of more new problems. I can just change my cell from one cell to another cell. I mean, no matter where you go on this planet, we're fighting the same people. I love the, I'm probably going to get dual citizenship. I might have to flee this country the way people had to flee Venezuela. We'll see. But I'm not going just yet. I know, I, I know, I talk to people all the time. I know there's a lot of sleeping people out there, but there's also a lot of awake, strong patriots. So if you live in this country, I know it seems dire. Trust me, I'm with you. I feel just as depressed about it as you. But then what I do is I get proactive. I put the word out. I do what I can. And the best thing you can do is just... Don't hang out with all the friends that are around you and the people that you thought were friends and family that are just shouting you down. Hang out with like-minded people. Hang out with, with people that love freedom, truth, and justice. Hang out with those people. Start your own cool table. 
It gives you hope. It gives you power. It gives you strength. They want to keep us separated and they want us afraid and they want us depressed and they want us at each other's throats and they want us infighting and they want us feeling like the whole sky is falling. There's nothing we can do about it. Evil is not the only force at work in this world. I will say that until the end as the Titanic goes down. And maybe the Titanic has to go down for a period of time in order for us to build a better Titanic. I don't know. I don't, I don't have all the answers. I'm just as pissed about it as you are. We've lost our country. Our country has been infiltrated. It's been taken over. We are no longer Canada. We should stop calling it Canada. Uh, they don't like it anyways. They don't like the flag. They don't want any of that stuff anymore. These are globalists that are paid by private families that are currently trying to sweep the world and, and skim all the fat and take everything and then turn it into their little utopia of whatever they think. And I will go down in flames to stop that. And we're going to do it right. We're going to do it the right way. We're not going to do it the way they're goading us into doing it, which is to get all crazy and violent and storm the cat. No, that's not how we're, we're not going to, we're not going to fight this war on their territory. We're going to do to them what they did to us. They used unconventional warfare, infiltration instead of invasion. What happens if that was already done to them? Why do you think a lot of these Antifa leaders are getting just taken out, arrested? Why do you think all these certain people, these CEOs are resigning? Why do you think people are stepping down? Why do you think big time talk shows are getting shut down? Why do you think we're not seeing certain celebrities anymore? We're not seeing certain politicians anymore. And some of the politicians we're seeing, they don't even look like the same person that they were a year ago. It's weird. Weird stuff is happening. But aside from that, we've got legal teams, police officer associations, doctors associations, nurses associations. They're forming uh, these little guilds and to, to shoot some arrows at the enemy. They say, hey, the government is trying to seize control. This is not about a health crisis. This is about destroying this country so that they can remake it in the image of God knows what. There's another agenda afoot. That's what's happening. Catch up on the facts about that and share it as far and wide as you can. If we continue down this road as a country, freedom, property rights, everything, you're, it's going to be gone. Just study history. There's too many examples to name. Go listen to the interview I did with David Genny about Venezuela. Go listen to the interview I did with Drago about Poland. Go listen to the interview I did back last year with my friends who fled Romania to come to Canada. And on and on and on. Go read some Solzhenitsyn. Go read some Viktor Frankl. Go just learn from history and understand what's happening. Don't be afraid of the fact that it's happening. That's not what I'm saying. Be aware of the fact that it's happening. The danger is real, but fear is a choice. And I'm not tucking tail and running. And we are going to take this country back. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care if I have to live in a gulag for a while. Until all the sleeping people here finally snap out of it if they ever do. If they even survive what's coming based on the fact that they're a part of a big genetic experiment. Who knows how this is going to roll? I don't want to see harm come to anybody. But... You can't save people that don't want to save themselves. So we're doing the best we can. I'm speaking to myself too. Don't lose hope. Don't give up. I'm going to keep showing up here as long as I'm able to. I don't know what's going to go down with this new bill passing. I don't know how this is going to work. We're all going to find out, but we're going to find ways. I don't care if I have to stand on a street corner with a bunch of pigeons pooping on my shoulder while I'm handing out flyers. If that's what I got to do, that's what I got to do.
Yeah, this is a multi-generation conflict. Don't let them brainwash your kids. Absolutely. My, my wife is homeschooling our kids. I'm helping as best as I can as well. Thank God for her. Say who the globalists are. <laughs> uh, pick a name. Satanic, Luciferian, bloodline, Illuminati, shit. Why, why is this so hard to believe? Why is this so hard to believe? Yeah, they'll be like, oh, there's a conspiracy. Yep, there's a conspiracy. Yep, there are people who are belonging to an ancient religion that you know nothing about that have the seats of power in the world and have for a long time, and it's generational, and they are interspecies predators, and we could even speculate as to the fact that some of the stuff isn't even human. How's that? Globalists are people that believe in a one-world society. And as cozy and warm and lovely and flowery as that sounds, because humans naturally are social creatures and we naturally want to be one with our brothers and sisters on the, on the world, right? We don't, we want to, we don't want to have to worry about checkpoints and being frisked at every border. We, there's certain things that, you know, you go, yeah, I get it. But the people selling you this global utopia, globalism, they don't look at it like that. They're just telling you through behavioral science teams that that's how they're looking at it. But when you know what they really mean because you read their actual statements and you follow their track record and you learn about their connections to all kinds of crazy pedophile shit and God knows what else, you'll know you're listening to known liars and criminals and you're listening to people that are trying to soothsayer your mind so that you accept their dominion over your life and their prescription for your life. They want to be a doctor for you, all right, and they want to give you the prescription for everything, what you believe, what you think, what you say what you don't own but rent, what you're allowed to do, where you're allowed to go, where you're not allowed to go, micromanagement over your life. That's globalism. No say in politics. That's globalism. The merging of big multinational corporations and private banks with big government. That's globalism. The looting of your economy and your resources and your mind is that's globalism. I don't think it's one bloodline either. No, I don't think it's one bloodline. I think these people at the very least believe they are the descendants of the Nephilim. They believe they are the descendants of the gods. They believe they are the vicars of the gods. They believe that they've been given dominion over the earth. That's what they believe. So their bloodline is more of a handshake bloodline where it involves people from different races. This is not just one group as you see out there pushed all the time. I could easily debunk that in seconds. Um, this, this involves people from different family lines that are engaging in the same thing. So there's the combination of ideological descendants, meaning people that are ideologically aligned with these collectivistic totalitarian ideologies and ancient religions. And then there's biological descendants, which would be your blue bloods, your elites, etc. So it's a mix. And then you wonder what's really running all that shit. Who are these Nephilim? Who are these gods? Who are, what's, where, where does this go? We can keep going forever, guys. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but thanks for the question anyways. Son of 1776. There's something shady going on. It's probably way bigger than we can even possibly imagine. Yeah, it's worldwide communism. It's like it's worldwide communist fascism, global supercapitalism. Like it's like everything. It's a combo. It's a new, it's a new breed. And you can read all about it in Carol Quigley's Tragedy and Hope. And he talked about exactly how they were going to do it. And he's been proven right. 
um, and so many others as well. So yeah, Rothschilds, there's a, and we talk about Rothschilds, Rockefellers, all these families, if you can name them, they're still low. They're still at a low managerial level on the totem pole. The people that are really running the show, you don't even know their names. I don't even know their names. Nobody does. Um, but uh, we could speculate endlessly there. The main thing is keep the spirit of freedom alive. This is the time when your back's up against the wall, like we are in Canada. When you're, if you're living in the U.S. right now, okay, you're the hope for the Western world. Just know that it's extremely important that you know that the whole world is watching you. I'm watching you from my cell in Canada, and um, we are the future. We are we're just a step ahead of the agenda here. We're just on a different tra track. And so we're your future. And then for Canadians, go talk to Venezuelans. They're just down the, down the path a little bit further. And then Venezuelans, go see what happened in all these totalitarian regimes to know what comes next. So we're all the, we really are in this together. And there's patriots uniting around the world uh, to fight this in all places of society. This isn't just, uh, this is everybody. This is a war for planet Earth. This is battlefield Earth. And I personally just have faith. I have a belief. I have an intuitive feeling that I'm going to just go with and trust because that feeling has never let me down that there are higher forces at work. There's big things coming. This is a major transition. They had to rinse out all the garbage in order for us to evolve to the next level. All the dirt needs to be shown. All the dirty laundry needs to be aired. That's what this is. That's why it's so hard. It's probably going to get even harder. But whatever happens, it's necessary in the big picture of things. And uh, truth wins in the end. And I'm sticking to it. So, guys, I love you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in, for supporting this channel. Please help me by sharing this out. Um, I'm trying to make my TikTok account a rebel account where it's just quick little clips that are easy to share of things. So follow me there, share those out, help me grow that channel. Uh, this is just for the normies. I'm trying to re I'm trying to get outside cause I don't want to be in a, in a, in a bubble all the time. I'm trying to reach out further as much as I hate these platforms. This is the battlefield. Um, and then go check me out on telegram. You can follow me there, DW truth And as soon as I log off, I'll prepare the list of all the links so that you have it. We need to keep these facts available, download them, save them, back them up, and get them out to as many people as we can. And we're going to win in the end. So thank you all, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Cheers, everybody.